the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast of the Pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior of you and me. He's both our Savior and the Lord of how life ought to be lived out by you and me. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians that our Lord and Savior Jesus is also the firstborn of many brethren. He is our elder brother, and we are his many brothers. He was the firstborn of many brethren who are supposed to show all the other brethren who follow him how to successfully represent the Father. Because without him, we won't know how to correctly represent the Father. The firstborn is supposed to be the leaders, the trailblazers. The firstborn is supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers that follow also go in the right way. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent the Father too. Our big brother Jesus shows us how to represent the Father the way God the Father wants us to do. That includes representing Him in our conduct, representing Him in our speech, representing Him with proper attitude, and with proper actions too. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father in all these things, and Jesus will show us how to do what God wants us to do properly like he plans for me and you to do. We're all supposed to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live, as we learn a little bit more about what the Lord has for me and you, as a way that he's expecting us to be able to live our lives like he wants us to do. Today you're about to get blessed, praise God, flat out. I know there's going to be some good eating right here. My hope is that you just got an ear to hear what the Lord's got to say. Because we got the table spread with what God has said, so that you can be able to make sure you live a life that's all the way lied and not dead, praise God. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is called Being Imitators of Christ. Being Imitators of Christ, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because that's God's expectation of me and you. I'm talking about those who once he set free, born again people, that's me and you. And God intends us to be imitators of him so we can be able to live out what's true so that others can be able to know the same God that's known by me and you so that they can be saved too because they've watched us live our lives like we're supposed to live our lives and do what we're supposed to do imitators of him. We're going to read the foundational text, which is in Ephesians chapter 5, do a short review. Then we're going to move forward into the good stuff that we got prepared for you today so that you can be blessed like God wants you to do. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading at verse 1. It reads, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, 
and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. God's writing to his church right now. He's saying, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. God's talking to his children right here. and saying to his children, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but it's wise because he's telling you that even the children of God can walk like fools. Praise God. And not as wise. Of course, we already learned the biblical definition for a fool. I don't know what your definition is for a fool, but the biblical definition for a fool is anyone that says in their heart that there is no God. And we found out that it can be that way effectively too in such a way as it even includes anybody who makes their decisions and conducts themselves in their heart like there is no God. Even though you know there's a God, we still conduct ourselves like there's no God. And believe it or not, none of you, thank you, Jesus, but many children of God don't conduct themselves like there's a God. We conduct ourselves like God ain't God, like he ain't never did nothing in our lives, and now he ain't never even in our lives. Like he ain't around watching everything that we do and making sure that we get a chance to walk in the fullness of what he has in store for me and you. We conduct ourselves like there is no God, what the Bible calls a fool. And I'm so glad there ain't no fool up in here. I'm glad that this that the church of the living God is about to be fool free. Praise God, because we're going to live this thing out like it's supposed to be lived out and do what God intends for you and me. Because the days are evil. He gives us the reason why we want to make sure we do. Because the days are evil. You know, these are some evil days out here. Oh, yes, it is. It's getting darker and darker as the day go by. Praise God, because I'm seeing all kind of stuff manifest before my eye that I thought I would never see. Praise God, but I'm looking at it. Praise God. Saw things, seeing things that was manifesting, that was written in the scriptures that said that would occur just before the coming back of the Lord. Things that I said in my mouth that I would be able to be there when it comes because my intention is to be raptured. Now, I, don't, I know I ain't the one that got to do with that. That's God that got to do with that. But at the same time, I don't already put my request in there. I let my request be known unto God. I want to be raptured. Praise God. Can you imagine standing at 50,000 feet with no airplane? Praise God. Standing up ain't like, oh, come on now. It's going to be out cold. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. That's personal. Anyway, I'm seeing things happen right before our eyes. Outside the church and inside the church that I thought I'd never be able to see. Why? Because darkness is prevailing. But yet God got a solution for darkness. It's called light. 
and we are the children of light. And if we live this thing right like we're supposed to, then darkness won't be able to prevail like it do with everybody else around them too. Because darkness can only come where light is not. But if the children of God operate as the children of light like we're supposed to, then darkness will not be able to move forward. In fact, we can even push back darkness, push him back to darkness, and go back and take some land and take some territory that's rightly due God and rightfully due me and you. Well, God is telling his children at this time, come on, wake up, wake up. Because the sleeping giant, I mean, the giant is asleep. And we need to wake up and stand up and be the people that God has called us to be. We are the children of light. So therefore, he said, walk as children of light, which means he wants us to begin to start ordering our life like we really are children of light. If you are born again, if Jesus Christ is your elder brother and your savior, if you have accepted God as your father, then you are the most powerful person walking on the face of the earth today. You are the one of the solutions that God is leaving in this earth for today so that the world can be able to see what's it really like to have God with thee because they see a child of God living this thing out like it's supposed to be. You are the most dangerous person on the face of the earth to Satan and his things that he's trying to do. Because you are a person that knows what's true and is about to live out what God intends for you to do. And so therefore, Satan's trying to make sure that we stop being the children of light that we're supposed to be and start conducting ourselves like we are the children of darkness. He had been successful for that for a little while, but God is about to come in and put a smile back on all of our face. Give us a chance to walk in the fullness of God's grace so that we can then be able to live this thing out like he wants us to. So that we can be the children of life like he wants us to do. Being followers of him like we ought to. That word follower we found out means an imitator. Which means God wants us to imitate him. He wants us to do what he does. Act and conduct ourselves in both an action and behavior like he does too. Mimic him. To be able to imitate or copy him in action and in speech so that our actions will be like his and our speech will be like his. We already learned that there was a minor problem with that and that's that the Bible says no man has seen God in any time. But God got a solution for that too. It's called Jesus. Because Jesus took upon flesh and dwelt amongst us so that we could behold his glory, that of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is our example. He's our elder brother. He's the firstborn of many brethren. And so because of that, we're supposed to look at Jesus and find out what we're supposed to do. Keeping our eye on Jesus because he is the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that tells us how to conduct ourselves, live our lives out. Because he was the example that God set up for me and you. So that we can be able to learn how to be able to imitators of God. Because we all we have to do is watch what he did too. He said, I don't say nothing other than what my father say. And I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. Well, if that's the case, then that's what we're supposed to do too. We ain't supposed to say nothing that's outside of what the, what the word of God has to say. And we ain't supposed to do nothing other than what we see our father do on a given day. Because when we live that thing out like we're supposed to, we're going to walk as the children of life like we ought to. And baby, you're going to see some stuff happens. Because the devils are going to have to back up. Praise God. I said the devil's going to have to back up. And then we're going to be able to move forward and begin to start doing what God wants us to do. Come on, Christian soldiers. It's time to go onward into what God has in store for me and you, being the imitators of Christ like we ought to. But we found out in order to do that, you got to live life holy. Praise God. Let me see. We got a holy God living in a holy city to give us a holy Bible. Got holy angels flying all around him. Praise God. Crying out, holy, holy, holy. Everything about him is holy. But then you look at his children. And you don't quite see that. But that's about to get corrected. Because God is telling his church, come on, wake up, wake up. I want you to be imitators of me, not the world that you see. I want you to begin to start conducting yourself like a person that really has been set free. Not re-entangling yourselves again with the yoke of bondage like others do. Going back as a dog, eating his vomit like others do. 
But that's not you. You're a child of the living God. And you're going to live in the royalty that God has instilled for you to be able to live this thing out and begin to start taking taking territory that God will give out. We're going to live this thing out holy like he wants us to do. We found out that we need to depart from evil and begin to do good like God wants me and you. But we found out in order to do that, we got to know what's good so that we can do the good. Praise God. And we got to know what's evil in order to be able to depart from the evil. And we already learned that Satan's number one thing that he does in the midst of the body of Christ as well as the world in order to be able to make sure that we don't let this thing out like we're supposed to is to convince the body of Christ to be able to call evil good and good evil. Because if he can get us to call evil good and good evil, woe will come into the midst of our lives. Prolonged form of woe that does not need to happen for a moment or so. And not only in our lives, but in other people's lives too. Because if we are that example that they look at as to how things are supposed to be lived out and we living things out in a way that we're not supposed to, then they're going to think that that's what they're supposed to do too. And then they're going to be able to live woe in the middle of their lives too. But thank God for the word. Because we found out God brings us the word of God in order to be able to bring us the truth so that we can be able to know the truth. And once we operate according to that truth, then all of God's desires for our lives will be able to manifest it. Because he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. But he continued on and said, and I rejoice greatly that the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Why? Because I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking according to the truth, that we order our life according to the truth. Because when you order your life according to the truth, you're no longer relying on a lie and doing what the lie told you to do. All of us had been lied to in days past. A lot of us had been lied to and the devil was hoping that that lie was going to last. But God is rejoicing greatly and rejoicing greatly too because we found out the truth. We was raised in a world system that told us wrong was right and right was wrong. We was raised in a school system that told us that wrong was right and right was wrong. We watch TVs that tell us that wrong is right and right is wrong. We listen to movies and watch movies that tell us that wrong is right and right is wrong. But somebody said, thank God for the word, which allows us to live this thing out like we're supposed to. Last time we got together, we found out God's word is truth. Praise God. And God's words are truth. It's truth, praise God, that provides us stability so that we have a firmness of position on which we stand. We ain't vacillating and, and hesitating about what's right and what's wrong. No, we know what's right and what's wrong. Why? Because the Bible told me so. And once we know what God has to say, we know what to say yes to and we don't know what to say no. Because we found out God's word is trustworthy. It is certain. And because of that, we can be able to operate with certainty about what's right and what's wrong. Praise God. We found out God's law is truth. We found out it provides us righteousness. Praise God in relationship to rightness. And we found out it is the right. Whereas we get a chance to know what exactly what right is because God provides us the right. Definite article in front, the means that it's the only one, which means there are no other rights. So that means if your mama said it, but ain't what God said, it ain't the right. And so that ain't what we operate according to. If your daddy said it, but it ain't according to the word, then it's wrong because it's not what God said. So that don't, that means it's not right. And that's not what we ought to do. I don't care if Pookie, Raul, and Miguel said it too. All them wrong. If it don't match what God said to me and you, because God gave us a word to be able to order our life according to. And we found out all of God's word is truth. All of it. The whole of it. Praise God. And all of it is profitable for doctrine. We don't leave off parts of chapters. We don't leave off parts of stuff. Praise God. Thinking that that ain't good enough. No, God's word is all of it is true. And so therefore we ought to order our lives according to. Devil knows what the word of God will do. 
in, when, he, when the truth comes at you. That's why he's trying to make sure you never get the truth that God has in store for you. But somebody say, too late. Because you already know the truth, and I'm going to tell you some more about it today. Turn to First Peter chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. First Peter chapter 1. Thank God for the truth. I don't, I, if you don't thank him, I'm going to thank him, because I'm excited about the truth. Set me free and keeps me free. And this is one of the reasons why I'm going to tell you about it. First Peter chapter 1. We'll start reading at verse 13. Where is it speaking about how to live a holy life? Peter is teaching us about how to live a holy life. He says in verse 13, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Why? Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. I like that. God said the reason why you're going to be holy it's because I'm holy. You're in my family now. Praise God. So since you're in my family, then you operate like you're in my family. That's what the Lord is saying to us. Praise God. Because when we was in the devil's family, it didn't matter what we do. That's when it didn't matter. Now we're in God's family. Now it does matter what you do. Because you're in a new family now. Praise God. Hallelujah. You got a new daddy. Who's your daddy? God is your daddy. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so since God's our daddy, it's time for us to walk like, talk like, act like our fathers do. And begin to start fashioning our lives according to the way he operates himself too. Of course, you can't do that till you know the truth. But one of the things he wants you to do with that truth is to gird up your mind with it. Verse 13 again says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I like how he tells us how to do it. As obedient children. Not out of people that we scared that if we don't do it, something bad going to happen to me and you. No, that's not what's happening. We've been set free of that. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. But, uh, but we're doing what we do out of love. We love our Father. Anybody in here love our Father? Praise God. We love our Father. And because we love our Father, we're glad to do what he wants us to do. Plus that, we want to live long life and enjoy life too. Praise God. We had that in the equation too. Praise God. Anybody here want to live long life and enjoy that life too? Praise God. Well, then that's because we're going to do what it is that the Father teaches us to do because he knows the pathway to get me and you to the life that he has in store for me and you. He told us what we ought to do. We need to gird up the loins of our mind and be sober and hope to the end. We need to gird up the loins of our mind. We've, that word gird up right there means literally to gird afresh. That word gird up right there literally means to gird afresh. Well, why you mean that? Well, I'm going to share that with you. Let's start with the word gird. The word gird means to bind or secure with or as if with a belt. To bind or secure with as if with a belt. God said, I need you to gird up the loins of your mind at this time. So that you do not refashion yourself again like the world that he delivered you from. And start living like the world that he delivered you from. He needs you to gird up your mind. To bind it up. Secure it. As if with a belt. I said as with, with a belt. Amen. Brothers in the house say, Row. Row. Oh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. As of with a belt. Because brothers wear belts. Right. Why ain't I getting a lot of amens on that one, brothers? <laughs> brothers wear belts. We don't walk around all over town looking like no clown with my pants falling down, not wearing no belt. The brothers wear belts. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. We ain't walking around with jailhouse, jailhouse fashion, 
Because when you get in jail, that's when they take your belt. Praise God. But once you get set free, you're given a belt. Praise God. And you're supposed to wear the belt. Are you listening to me? Because how foolish is it is for somebody that's free to be walking around without a belt? Praise God. When not having a belt is what occurred when you was in jail. Praise God. You ain't in bondage no more. And so since you ain't in bondage no more, you put your belt on. And you gird yourself up with it too. That means strap it down and tie it down like you ought to. Praise God. Hallelujah. We ain't got it all loose. I'm going somewhere with this. You don't, you don't wear it all loose. Are you listening to me? Because it defeats the purpose. Which means that just like a lot of folk have the truth. Which you know, you're going to find out is your belt. Praise God. But it defeats the purpose because they ain't got it tight like they supposed to. They got some truth. They wearing it but they ain't wearing it tight like they supposed to. They let it get all loose and loosey goosey. So that now your pants hanging down, falling all down. Everybody looking at your drawers and stuff like that. Now nobody want to be looking at your drawers. Are you listening to me up in here? That ain't fashionable. I don't care what nobody told you. That ain't fashionable. Man, looking at your nasty, unironed drawers. Don't nobody want to see that. I ain't your doctor. Praise God. Only a doctor's supposed to look at you in your drawers. Does anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. Can't even walk without stuff falling all down and picking it back up again. What's up with that? You know, we don't live like that. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's too much effort. God don't want you walking with that much effort. He wants to snatch this, tie this thing down, lock it down so that you can be able to go all over town living this thing like he wants you to do. Because ain't no woman supposed to be looking at your drawers if she ain't married to you. I said, ain't no woman supposed to be looking at your drawers if she ain't married to you. I don't hear nothing coming from this side of the room. I said, ain't no woman supposed to be looking at your drawers if she ain't married to you. Especially no stranger. Walking around looking at your BVDs with, with, with Snoopy on them and stuff like that. Don't nobody want to see all that. That's why they call undergarments. Because they're supposed to be under a garment. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And that's what happens when you don't have truth. You walk around with your butt all out. When you don't have truth, your butt will be out. So when we say what you're supposed to do, you'll be like butt. Because your butt's all out, but. No, see, that ain't supposed to be a but. Once we find out what God said, that's supposed to end the conversation. Once we find out what God said, that's supposed to end the conversation. You don't offer your butt at that point. Don't nobody, don't nobody want to look at that. And, and, and we don't want to hear that. This is what God said, but free. Does anybody hear me? God's word covers your butt so that the butt's over. You know, is anybody hearing me up in here? Let's go back to the truth. Y'all, I'm, I'm losing focus. Eastside Detroit Dictionary says it this way. Strap it down and wrap it tight. Strap it down and wrap it tight. That's what God wants us to do. Praise God. But notice he said we need to do it afresh. Somebody say afresh. The word afresh implies that it needs to be done regularly. Not merely one time. Regularly that we're supposed to do it. Like the brothers in here, praise God, got many brothers in here got laces, praise God, in their shoes. Praise God, where well, they've tied their shoes all nice and tight, praise God. But in the interest, it don't stay that way. Because sometimes you could be walking around, praise God, and just your normal walk in life can begin to unloosen things that was tied tight. Which means that you can begin to start getting the word tight. It can be, you can have it strapped down tight in your mind. But as you walk through life, it'll loosen up on you. Come on up in here. I said it'll loosen up on you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true, that God really does want all of us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what you need to do to take advantage of the awesome opportunity 
to be more like God so that we can walk like Him and talk like Him like He wants us to do and enjoy the kind of life that He wants to live by me and you. That can only happen when we're more like God, like He wants all of us to be and do. If you want to get a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christensen, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, that's something that I invite all the ladies out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all of you to come out to the Blessed Women of God biannual Women's Wisdom Conference this week. Opening night will be tomorrow evening at 645, and ladies, it's going to be all the way live. There'll be three sessions on Friday, 10 in the morning, 12 noon, and at 6.45 in the evening. And there'll be three sessions on Saturday, beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the Blessed Women of God Breakfast and all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared by the Brothers of Word of Faith just for you ladies. There'll be another session at 12.30, and the closing session will be Saturday evening at 6.45. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Child care and VIP transportation services provided at all the sessions at no charge. There'll be praise and worship to God and life-changing wisdom from the Word of God that'll both bless you and transform you like only God can do. So ladies, come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on and let the Lord speak to you the wisdom in the Word of God that He has for you at the Blessed Women of God Women's Wisdom Conference at Word of Faith San Antonio. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 